baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Oh, snap. No, they didn't. A boneless rib sandwich. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You keep asking us, Dukes and Bell, where are we going with our coaching hire? Where are we going with our coaching hire? Nowhere right now. We're going to continue to interview all these candidates. Mike and I have said these are certain guys we like. We kind of broke down the Raheem Morris, the why, earlier. Uh, He is the defensive coordinator with the Rams, but he was here. And I I said to Mike, part of this is it's like – you know, when you've been in a bad relationship and then you see people like mm-hmm. that were friends with you while you were in that relationship, it reminds you of that relationship. Right. That That's kind of the thing. That's a stigma, unfortunately, right, for many of you that you think, well, he was here when Dan Quinn and that thing went to crap. He had nothing to do with that. He actually improved mm-hmm. the team when he took it over. But, Mike, he was on the staff. And so you go, right. uh, is that going to be the same thing? And the answer is no. I think Raheem has gone and proven himself again by leaving and going to be the D.C. with the Rams. Right. And, again, won a Super Bowl ring with those guys. He's younger. For, for what it's worth, looking for pluses. Does know. Now, some guys would say, so he knows the Falcon way. Well, I don't know if we have a way, but he's familiar with it. He's been here. But he's 47. He's younger than some of the other guys that do, have been mentioned. Do we have – I'm going to say no, Mike. I'm just sitting yeah. here thinking when you said culture or, 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 or Falcon way. Yeah. We, we do don't. We have, no, no, we don't. But do we have any really star players outside of Jesse Bates? Mm, not Grady. I mean, you saw how much it hurt, obviously, to lose okay. a guy like Grady. Grady, okay. Grady Fair. Is a, you know, Fair. Grady is one of those dudes who sets the tone for your team. You know, he's a leader on that team. Um, and, and obviously yeah. he didn't play. I mean, when you're right. gone by week four, whatever it was, you know, I'm just. And by the I, way, we said there, I mean, there was a, I mean, the thing is, a, a, what guys always say, well, what's a big deal about a culture? If you don't have a culture, you don't have accountability. Yeah. That's when guys, and yeah. we've seen, and Falcon fans are old enough to have seen some of the years where we didn't have that. But in this case, you know, look, Arthur Smith had, there was a good culture. Those guys all had Arthur's back. They just didn't have a quarterback. And then sometimes Arthur's play calling got a little alpha in the weeds. It did. And that's why he gone. But I mean, from outside. If you're looking at this from California or Chicago, you'd say the Falcon, our identity is the greatest chokers in the history of the NFL. And maybe you think we're as dysfunctional than Carolina or other, maybe even Chicago. Some of the teams that just haven't found, you know, the way to do it. When you go six years drought without the playoffs, there's some major problems. There's systemic problems. Yeah. Uh, and just just thinking about it, um, Hawks off tonight. They'll play Golden State again tomorrow as we await coach, and uh, we'll get a chance to talk to him. But football front and center, guys, and more on the playoffs as we continue to move along this week, and we'll start to break down the games. But uh, this coaching search thing, it's just, you know, the patience part of it to, uh, you know, Mike's point about wanting it now, and we all do. I want it now. Right. I've said that time and time again. But I'm actually going to say this is good. Because I hope that they're going through this and they're doing everything they can. Because when this is high, when this hire is made, right. it's going to be a big deal. I'm just telling you, it's 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 a huge deal. And then once we figure that out, we've got to figure out where, where we're going to go this offseason with this quarterback. Thing. Right now, you know, the Belichick thing seemed almost like a, a fait accompli. Uh, Greek, that means it was happening, and then it sort of passed off. And again, guys, 
It's one thing if you're, and maybe that's, if Rich McKay is, you know, all these reports that are out there, everyone trying to like, you know, try to find out what actually goes on behind closed doors. But if Rich is a guy or whoever in the organization is telling Arthur, you know, maybe just tap the brakes. Maybe you get wowed in the second interview by somebody because Belichick, you know, comes with a, a, a tremendous resume. But unfortunately, the recent history, you guys know, is not great. So maybe, just maybe, you know, and if, if I'm Rich McKay or whoever's in Arthur's ear, no one else has interviewed Bill Belichick. Done. Does that concern you? Well, it tells you that the rest of the league, who need, there's five other teams still standing that need a head coach in varying degrees of remake, fix, close, like we are, and they're not talking to the guy. That's got to stand for something. Well, let me ask you. They, we, see, they don't see whatever we saw initially. Does that is that more about these organizations not having or wanting to deal with the person that Belichick is? Mm-hmm. Or is it more about them feeling like he's not the right coach for them. Right. I mean, depends where you're going. If you've got a relatively young team. See, if you're a team, here's another thing. If you're off in the, if you're a million miles away, you want Belichick to come in with, see, Belichick don't want to talk to you. He wants to win. Belichick wants to get his 15 wins, maybe get another Super Bowl, and then, and then ride off into the sunset, you know, and then leave whoever's going to take over, which you can always debate his, you know, whatever his succession plan is going to be. But that's it. He wants to pass Shula. And look, he's never going to admit it to anybody, not on our sister station in Boston or anybody, but he wants, he looks like a horse's ass after what uh, Tom Brady did down in Tampa after the last four years. No other way to put it. No. And his assistants, too. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to overcome. Like, And I just, again, I get back to this whole, well, he'll be motivated. Where was the motivation when he had every opportunity in, in New England to do whatever he wanted to do? Right. He could have brought in whoever he wanted. Could have went with, every, with, with whatever quarterback he wanted to, Mike. And he made those decisions. But I just, is it more about I don't want that around my organization versus – He's not the right guy for for my right. organization. But again, you, you you get Belichick. You want you really don't want him. I mean, the other thing about Mac Jones, and this is what I find. I think nobody Who? ever exactly. You know what nobody ever talks about? You would have thought you had a pretty thorough scouting report when it's your best friend's quarterback. It's Nick Saban's guy, and you you should have known what you were getting. And then by the second year, the quarterback is saying, "This guy doesn't know what the hell they're doing." Patriot way, it looks like a you know, blank yeah. blank fire yeah, drill. Yeah, yeah. And and then you bring in Patricia, and everything else goes sideways. So th- to me, that that's not a guy who's on top of his game. You know, who's lost his fastball. If you're just joining us today, a couple of things are going down. One of them, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, as we await coach to join us here in just a few minutes. Milwaukee Bucks fire their head coach today, Mike, Adrian Griffin. And uh, this is a good team. Right. This is not a team that, you know, has won three games. And uh, speaking of being in the weeds, this is a team that could make a run and should probably make a run to another NBA Finals. So not sure if there was dysfunction there. Mike said maybe the star was upset, Giannis. Right. Either way, uh, now rumor has it that there are a couple of different candidates, but Doc Rivers, they're going to go get an experienced guy to coach these experienced teams. Giannis, get your brother out of here. That's right. Yes, yeah, so Doc's going to get in there. We talked about it earlier uh, in Guy Talk. Damian Lillard, we know what he does. He lights it up. But sometimes in half court when it's crunch time, you need Drew Holiday out there. He's gone. So you're missing a piece defensively. He's with and, the Celtics, right? Right. And yeah. so you, you, you start to say, well, you know, the Bucks, and it's amazing that, you know, Coach Bott gets fired, and now this dude, it almost sounds like Blatt. And for those who remember when LeBron basically realized they brought the coach in from Europe, it's like, I don't know about this guy. They call up a play, I squashed it, and LeBron basically makes his own thing. <laughs> I wonder if there – got to figure somebody to get fired in this today's NBA – with a team that's just a few games behind the Celtics, yeah. it's got to be a personality conflict with a star. No, I, I totally agree with you because it's just there's no other reason. You're right. winning, right. right? You're in the mix. But... Unless it's something else, off, the, uh, you know, but then we'll, that'll eventually drop. All right, guys. Uh, the other thing that's really cool, and we're, we're going to ask Coach about this as well, is 
Um, we, as a country, United States, is looking to win a fifth consecutive Olympic gold medal in Paris this summer. One of the areas in which we feel like our star has been um, neglected mm. is being a part of these international teams. But, Mike, today we get word that not only LeBron and Steph and Embiid, but our own Trey Young is in the player pool for the Olympics, which is that's where this starts. Right. So the usual suspects. I mean, Steph Curry is going to be invited. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is going to be invited. We just talked about Dame Lillard, all these guys, Jason Tatum. So, you know, you talk about and you look at, okay, where does Trey fit? I mean, you know, I think Trey is one of the most recognizable brands. We've talked about, you know, on the, on the recent poll as far as disliked guys in the league. I, I don't make anything of that. I, I think that people put stock in it. They, what do they talk to, like 30 NBA players? I don't, I don't that's, that's not a sample size. It's not. But I do feel that, uh, you know, Trey, you, you see his numbers. Get, get him some help. Guys that want to get rid of Trey, look, I, I just, I think you, you saw, you know, what happened down in Miami. Yeah, DeJounte popped. Good night. And then you saw in Cleveland what happens when Trey's not on the floor. And we're going to talk to hopefully Quinn here before, you know, we run out of time and ask him, you know, can these guys ever truly coexist? Or do you say, as some uh, Hawks fans have suggested, maybe you just split it up and it's Trey on the floor for 20 minutes and it's DeJounte on the floor for 20 minutes Mm. and never the two shall meet, which kind of defeats the whole purpose. But maybe you could argue your bench is fresher. No, uh, and and that's an area of concern. I mean, Bogey's the only one off the bench that's really giving you anything. Also, the Hornets today – Trade Terry Rozier to uh, the Miami Heat for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry! And so Rozier goes down to Miami. I think that's a really good trade for them. But as we talk about the NBA, trade deadline is February 8th. And that is why Mike was mentioning, you know, how, how do you do something to improve this team uh, under its current condition? And you talked about all the rumors. Hawks fans are hitting us up today on the text line. NBA Central's got it. Shams has had it for a couple of weeks. Shams Sharania. But the idea that the Lakers and today was like, the Lakers are expected to show interest in players like Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell. Okay, great. What are you giving us? What are you trading? The only way that becomes remotely possible is by having a third team involved to give us some. we got to either get picks, and if you're going to trade Trey, you're going to have a lot of unhappy campers. Yep. You know, and, and all the goodwill from 2021 is completely gone. So I just, and, and the other thing is, and this is just us, and guys, it's funny, every time we mention this, Carl, somebody will hit us up on Twitter or the text, stop saying that. All I'm saying is if you continue to be terrible, Trey eventually will demand a trade. It's kind of what happens in the NBA. And if you say LeBron and the Lakers are interested, yeah, Trey might. But, again, there's no way to consummate a trade that gives us anything other than a total ripoff, worse than the DeJounte trade with the Spurs. The Lakers couldn't give anything of value until 2026, Turtle? Is that that's what you just said? Yeah, they're still locked up with the Pelicans in the Anthony right. Davis deal. Oh, right. Geez. And the only thing we'd want would be Austin Reeves, which yeah. they're not going to part with for no. obvious reasons, a good shooting guard. No, not at all. Uh, last night while we're talking a little NBA here, uh, hell of a night, Mike, for Joel Embiid, 70, mm. a 70 piece last night for Joel Embiid and uh, a special night, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it was Kobe's 18th anniversary mm. of his 81 point game against the Raptors 18 seasons ago. And uh, to see guys, you know, just go out and play the way they did Embiid, that was a show last night. 70 and 18, Mike. That's 18 rebounds. And then his shooting numbers were off the charts. But then Carl Anthony Towns, in a yeah. losing effort, had 62. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota falls to Charlotte. Unbelievable, 128-125. So, shame for Cat. You know, again, we've talked about, you know, would that be a guy you'd be interested in? There's a lot of guys we'd be interested in, but you got to make it work. Yeah. And we got to gut half the team to pull a trade to get some of the guys you guys want here. The only way this really works, I don't know, if somebody's looking to dump some a, a, a bigger piece, got to be good, and then wrestlers got to be willing to spend that loot to get dive into that that John Collins money, which we, we haven't used. No, and I don't know when or if we will use that anytime soon. So some things to still be determined uh, as far as the Hawks are concerned. Mm. But 
it, it can't stay like this. We, we got to do something. And I think everybody's watching this team, and they kind of realize that. Hey, one other headline for you today. You guys know uh, right here at 6 o'clock we're getting the news about Major League Baseball and the Hall of Fame. A lot of Braves fans just feel so terrible. that you know. First off, it's bad enough. Dale Murphy's never made it. Andrew Jones probably not likely to make it. And the numbers bearing out that Andre, you know, Beltre is going to be the, the slam dunk here. Then you get into is Joe Maurer going to go in, Trevor Hoffman, right, some of the other names we've talked about. But it just, it's a shame because you and I were talking a lot during the commercial break. We were looking at Andrew's uh, numbers, and, yeah, you, you wish that uh, he didn't strike out as much. But, man, isn't being, especially in the days of wins above replacement, <laughs> isn't being the best defensive center fielder, you know, of like two generations other than maybe Griffey when he was healthy? Doesn't that count for something? It should. It should. This is his seventh year on the ballot. Uh, he has crept up slowly but surely getting to the number but he's, he's still a ways away. And, 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 Mike, I think, again, the appreciation for Andrew Jones and what he was able to do and how good he was defensively, I think people around here, obviously, we watched it. You saw it. If you covered baseball like I did, you were around it. But Andrew Jones was just an incredible defensive player. Right. And so I think he's somewhat being penalized in the eyes of, of these voters because they're like, yeah, but there is no but. No, and I, again, all the different metrics that have popped up that baseball players and, you know, the teams use, you just felt that you know, the home runs combined with that defense and, and also the legacy of what he was. You know, I just It drives you crazy because the Veterans Committee has lowered the bar. It's sort of become the hall of very good. And then, you know, you get into guys, you know, with crazy numbers in places like Colorado. Like, well, I'm not going to get into Larry Walker argument. You know me, I'll, I'll plop, <laughs> pop a blood, blood vessel. But Joe Maurer, great player. He might get in, and Andrew Jones is still sitting outside. All right, guys, coming up, Lauren Williams is going to join us. She covers the Hawks for the AJC. We'll talk all things with Lauren next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. She does a great job of covering the Hawks. Uh, this West Coast road trip continues, and uh, last night, let's start there with Sacramento. Just a terrible shooting night, right, Lauren? I mean, you couldn't you couldn't get any baskets early, and then late, you couldn't find a way to to find a way to get back into the game. But uh, I but I thought the effort was really good. I thought the effort last night, Lauren, was really good with Sacramento, even though um, the shooting in the first half was not great. Yeah, I think they definitely finished out the game the way that you wanted to see. I think, you know, even though they wouldn't necessarily want to attribute it to tired legs, I think you can attribute it to some tired legs because they played so many games in such a short span of time. If you think about it, that's about, what, three games in the span of four days. That's that's not a lot of time to get some rest going. Plus, when you factor in all of the travel over the last couple of days, getting back to Home late on Saturday um, morning, you know, they got in from Miami really early and then had to play a few hours later. That's a lot to kind of overcome. So, you know, they had to shake off a little bit of rust, but yeah, they, they played much better in that second half. And that's the effort that you want to see, particularly from this team. 
Yeah, Lauren, it's just frustrating because we hear from some guys, well, you know, you don't need Trey. Then you say you need Trey because even when you get DeJounte going for 35, you're still coming up short. <laughs> and, and the depth. I know we've, we ask you every week about what are they going to do with the trade deadline or leading up to. We're starting to see now moves around the NBA. It just seems like we need more shooters. We need more guys. Yeah, I think they not only need more shooters, but they also just need guys who can consistently, you know, have that defensive effort that you want at the start of the game. They need more and more guys out there who are willing to, you know, put that energy out there regardless of how they're feeling. I think Patty Mills gives you a little bit of that, but because he's not necessarily playing as much, it's not really giving them the spark that they need. And I think that they need a much deeper bench. When you look at the bench scoring, they didn't have any points in that first half. And, you know, they've consistently been uh, falling out of games when the starters may get them off on the right foot. Um, and yeah, I think part of that is getting shooters, but when you factor in the injuries, Sadiq Bay moving to the starting lineup, Bogey being in the starting lineup, that takes away some of that bench scoring. But then also you have to factor in that ever since Sadiq has been starting out, he hasn't been shooting well. And I think it's a byproduct of them, you know, asking a lot of him. So yeah, maybe adding in a, a few more guys who can create their own shot, who are a little bit more consistent will help them get that offensive presence that they need to start games. You think we'll see Trey before the end of the week here? What, what's the latest? Have you heard anything? I have not heard anything. I think I'm in the dark as much as you guys are. They've kind of gone a little bit silent on me. But Landry Fields has been out west here with us on this trip so far. He was in Sacramento having, you know, a ton of conversations with people that, you know, you recognize and you don't recognize. But, you know, we'll see how things shake out. But I'm, I'm hearing as much the same as you guys are right now. I know that this team's got a long way to go. We've talked. We actually didn't talk to Quinn. He didn't call us. But uh, we would love to find out. You know, <laughs> what are we going to do defensively? Or are they just? You know, they're just. They're just not going to be until you really go out and get some guys. I mean, like along the lines of. I mean, we just mentioned Drew Holiday because that's a guy the Bucks miss, mm-hmm. Lauren. Because you know, you just that, that's mm-hmm. defensive production. It's a difference in the half court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you see, and you see what happens when you give up a guy who has been their biggest defender. He's gone on to the Celtics and he's been playing really, really well for them. And the Bucks have missed that. They have not been the best defensive team by any means, even though that was their calling card under Mike Budenholzer. And they've dropped to 22 in the league in defensive press. I mean, the Hawks aren't that much farther behind them. So I don't know, um, you know, if they can find somebody who is persistent on the defensive end, regardless of, you know, what the score says, what the time says. Um, I've always said that this team needs a gnat, and that's a G-N-A-T. <laughs> you know, somebody who's pesky, somebody who's annoying, who gets in your face. Um, who doesn't give up on plays, and they just don't have enough of those guys. Um, and those are the those are the type of players who make winning plays. Lauren, uh, Sadiq Bay. I mean, we talk about all these ah, guys mush. Uh, potentially being on the trade deadline. I know, Mike, uh, <laughs> uh, being being on the trading block. He had a he had a game the other night where he didn't hit a shot. Right, he came back last yeah. night. He was better, but we still mm-hmm. need more. Is he just in mm-hmm. in, a, in a rut right now? Is he just struggling? What's going on? Yeah, this is, you know, and as somebody who covered Sadiq for his rookie season and then, you know, part of his second year, this is one of the worst slumps that he's been in in his career. I mean, he's gone through stretches where, you know, he hasn't shot the ball well, but it's usually shaken, you know, in about four or five games. This is, like I said, it's been going on 29 games since they moved him into the starting lineup when J.J. went down and then, you know, now that DeAndre Hunter has been out, I think he is a person that, 
thrives better off of the bench when you're not necessarily asking too much of him. You're, you're having him focus on being a 3 and D guy, and, and we have seen that he's, you know, not really performing well when you ask too much of him. He's trying to do a lot of different things. He's trying to drive the ball, and we've seen him have some success in, in, in that. We saw that yesterday against the Kings. But overall, I think he's much better when you have him in a much smaller role. And I mean, that's part of the reason that the Pistons moved on from him. You know, they had some players that they wanted to start a lot more consistently. And, you know, he was he was asking for a little bit more than somebody who would, you know, come off the bench. So I think if you put him in any other situation, he wouldn't necessarily play as many minutes as he has been for the Hawks, but they have needed him to just because of injuries. So I think if you can scale back, you know, what is asked of him, he can, you know, probably perform a little bit better. It is Lauren Williams, guys, in the AJC covering the Hawks on a West Coast swing. And uh, she tells <laughs> us what's going down. She joins us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Uh, a couple of weeks till the trade deadline. It's Thursday, February 8th this year. Yeah. Uh, should we just assume that when whatever we're doing, uh, will they try to move DeAndre Hunter? Will they try to move? You just mentioned Sadiq Bay. It seems like A.J. Griffin can't get on the floor now. So is that a yeah. draft pick that's going to go kaput for us? I think, you know, you just have to keep yourself as open to as many possibilities as you can, particularly with how much this season has been so inconsistent. You can't really close yourself off to any potential deals. But the way I see it, it's, you know, it's probably better to package AJ into, you know, a potential deal, whether that's you're you're dealing DeAndre Hunter, whether you're dealing Clint Capella, whether you're dealing DeJounte Murray. Um, you know, he is a perfect piece just because he's so young and, you know, he might benefit from a change of scenery just because of one, the personal issues that he, you know, has been going through over the course of this season. And, and like you said, he can't see the floor and, you know, maybe he needs to go to a place where there aren't uh, a, a depth of wings. I mean, granted, uh, Trent Forrest and, and Garrison Matthews, you know, if they were on another team, they might, again, not get as many minutes as they're getting here. But their presence on the defensive end is what the Hawks need at this moment. And AJ is just a little bit further behind in that regard. And so I think maybe he needs a little bit of a change of scenery where he can develop a little bit more. And you never want to give up on a first round pick, but you've got several other draft picks coming behind him and Kobe Bufkin, Mohamed Gay. Um, you know, we still haven't seen totally what Seth Lundy can do. So it's just a hard situation for him to be in right now. And, and then the fact that the Hawks, you know, they have a couple of draft picks that they're going to try and use um, in the upcoming draft uh, in June. So it's just, you know, the, it's it's getting hard for him to carve out a place in this in this team, in this rotation. And, and so maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. What do you expect uh, against Golden State? Kind of a somber mood, right, with their assistant coach passing away. They haven't played in a couple of days. They haven't played in a couple of days. I think they're going to come out, you know, quite hungry despite, you know, being a somber occasion. They're going to want to put on the best performance possible to honor the passing of their assistant coach. So I think it's it's just going to be a weird situation. You know, it's not like what the Hawks experienced in Miami where they wanted to spoil that, uh, retirement um, jersey celebration of Udonis Haslam. This is a little bit different where it's, you know, you're playing against a team who hasn't played since they lost their, their assistant coach and, and they're going to want to put on the best performance. And it's always going to be weird to be that team that might spoil the honoring of somebody who just passed. So 
It's a very odd situation to be in. And, of course, the the Hawks got the luck of the draw with that, um, you know, this being Golden State's first game back since that incident. It is a Lauren Williams, guys, from the AJC. Join us here on the WadeFord.com hotline as the Hawks are back on the West Coast. Um, Lauren, West Side! <laughs> West Side <laughs> from the Bay Area and back down. Uh, the thing about this this team it just seems like, you know, we don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen with wrestling. We keep coming back to the audience. Do you just have a feeling we're just not going to use that John Collins 24 or almost $25 million exemption within this next year? We got until the, obviously until next summer to use it, but it just seems like it's not going to be utilized at the trade deadline to maybe take on something that would help us make a run. You know, all I can say is that I, I do hope they use that. They have the flexibility to use it for a reason and you just hope that this front office will utilize all of the tools that they have you know at their disposal and that's a huge one that can allow them to bring on some players that we just talked about some defensive minded players who can have a consistent shot and um you know it's going to be hard because you got to see what the market presents but you got to hope that they do that particularly with who they've been looking at you know they're rumored to be attached to uh, Rui Hachimura in, you know, from the Lakers in the de- potential DeJounte Murray deal. Um, and so you just you just got to hope that they use all the tools at their disposal. I think that as you talked about so many times, this is a big trade deadline for this front office to show that they're not as inexperienced as people are, mm. you know, looking at them right. as. And so you want to make sure that, you know, if you're trying to, take advantage of as many things that you have. You you made that deal to move on from Collins to create that flexibility, so you need to use it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Lauren, we know you'll be covering it. We'll be reading you. Check her out in the AJC. She's on the West Coast uh, with the Hawks. They'll take on the Warriors Come tomorrow. <laughs> 9.30 pregame, 10 o'clock tip right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Lauren, enjoy your trip out there. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Always great stuff. And, yeah, man, 16 days away. It's February 8th, as we said. It's going to be here before you know it. Trade deadline. All right, Mike. Andrew Jones received 61% of the votes. He needed 75 to get in. He yeah. comes up short again. As does uh, Billy Wagner. He missed by five votes in his ninth try. Actually hung out with Billy Wagner at the Waffle House in Sandy Springs during the Super Bowl. Here, Carl, nice guy. Uh, the other thing. Billy's a great guy. Adrian Beltre. You forget how good he was. 95.1%. One of the great third basemen of that generation. Uh, you know, we talked about guys that you like, guys that you felt deserved it. Joe Maurer gets in. Todd Helton gets in. I mean, good careers. I don't know. Maybe we're too close to it with Andrew Jones, but electric, electrifying. Didn't get the 2,000 uh, hits, nearly 500 home runs. I know we talked about the strikers. You and I even asked Andrew the last time we had him on, did you ever really have a plan sometimes at the plate? Maybe that would have helped. I don't know. It just It sucks. And, and Dale Murphy, you know, for the way the Veterans Committee, you know, doles out to guys the whole of mediocre, and yet Dale Murphy has to wait, too. And Sheffield, too. Sheffield gets, I think, tainted with the steroid generation. Gary Sheffield was a rock star Baller. everywhere that Baller. guy played. He was great. Um, ah, it drives me crazy. All right. That is the uh, Hall of Fame, if you're wondering, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, so, Adrian Beltre. Mauer was a 300 hitter. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe could rake, but... Again, I think you, you got to look at the full picture with some of these guys. All right, we're going to get to the night's game winner. I don't know if this is going to take off. We will see. But for some reason, we got on this moist word <laughs> earlier. Well, we were describing the conditions, which gave uh, Brock Purdy trouble gripping the football. Oh, yeah, that's right. He found, Carl, the pigskin was moist. 
So what's the word that makes you uncomfortable? All right? And keep it clean. There's a, there's enough clean words out there that make you uncomfortable. I'll give you one. Audit. Well, that's true. I agree with that. 404-726-0929. When Mike said moist earlier, Orange just almost fell out of his seat. Moist. Maybe it's lard. 404-726-0929. The word that makes you uncomfortable. Your chance to chime in on the biggest stories of the day. 404-726-0929. The word that makes you uncomfortable. Uh, Mike mentioned moist. We got into this hand <laughs> conversation earlier because we were talking about Brock Purdy and hand size. And what did you say, hand size? What do they say about hand size? Well, big hands, big gloves. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, in the case of uh, Brock Purdy, that was one of the knocks on him while he was perhaps Mr. Irrelevant. We got into it with uh, Kyler Murray and everybody else who's come out of the NFL the last few years. But true. when you when you see him holding a thing like a hot potato, you, may, you begin to wonder why those guys do put those metrics into play at the combine. Now you see it. You do. Uh, I'm not sure what your word is. Maybe it's... Taco. 404 <laughs> I got one. Labrum. It still doesn't sound like a this body part true. on a man. This is true. No, that that's a weird one, and people get crazy about it. By I'd like way, to check out your labrum. labrum. The word nasty, too, by the way. When people go, nasty. It's, 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 I got well, if you say one. it like that, yeah, nasty. nasty. <laughs> I got another one, too. What? Intimate. What? Really? What, 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 how is that? Intimate. How it just is sounds that? weird, man. No, what? What? You are so idiosyncratic. There's another word. How could you say intimate? You, you just, want to be intimate. I, like, I, I don't think of it like in the sense of like. Now, if you want to say incontinent, that's a creepy that's a word. Different one. Like, that's not, that's not I'm, not, I'm not as weirded out by incontinent as I am by intimate. So you don't want to be intimate? Not, especially if someone's wearing Depends. <laughs> well, there you go. 404 All right, Patrick, what is the word that makes you uncomfortable? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. You hear these commercials all day, every day, and it's it can be both nasty and moist. It's pneumococcal pneumonia. <laughs> yes, well, it's out there. Be careful. What is that? That's that's the that's pneumonia. That's what it, I didn't get. That I'm like, right. what is that? I right. Patrick, I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Ugh. All right, Rob, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What's the word that makes you uncomfortable, Rob? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, the word uh, secretion. Oh. Yeah. That's, yes. Uh, that's that's a perfect one. Yes. Say it, Mike. Secretion. Oh. Yeah. That, okay. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't necessary. <laughs> no. And pneumococcal pneumonia is the most common type of bacterial pneumonia. For those who, that's why you're hearing so many commercials now. A lot of people worried about that. So that's what they're yeah. telling you. The most common type of, as my dad would say, you better put on a shirt, you're going to get pneumonia. <laughs> Ice, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ice, man, what's the word that makes you uncomfortable? What's up, guys? Hey, hey man. Hey, man. Listen, damp. <laughs> damp is right there with moist. Here we go. Damp conditions. <laughs> Here we go. Here at Torrey Pines, you can feel the moistness of the marine layer. You know, the worst part about that word, I'm able to say it, too, is that, like, the best kind of cake is described in that way. It and is. I, and I can't ever say that about cake. Yeah. No, you're I, right But by the that. way, usually, I mean, women, men, a lot of people, moist is one that's just, ugh, people, I don't know. I don't know why it makes me chuckle. Chip, what's your word, man? What makes you uncomfortable? Hey, man. Man, hey, man. Uh, we were cleaning up the house, man, around the house, and I, I told the wife, I said, what are we going to do this weekend? She said, baby, we're just going to fill a bar around the house. I said, what? <laughs> fill a bar? Come on, baby. Don't do that. Don't say that again. <laughs> Oren? I'm Translation? I, I'm not sure about that. What did he say? We're going to fall apart? 
sounded like fill a car. I don't, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. That one escaped me. I, I, I'm not sure either. Oh, my God. Swede, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chip, I'm not sure what that was about, but yeah. you can let us know. Right. Hey, Swede, what's the word that makes you uncomfortable? Hey, man, hey. I got two. The first I'm going to use is an adjective to modify the noun, which is the main word. Mm. Uh, during a rainy football game, the, the ball was lugubriously moist. <laughs> <laughs> That's Thanks, funny. guys. Love your show. I like that. Lugubriously <laughs> Bulbous. <laughs> I'm looking up uh, through Thought... Uh, this, the website is Thought Catalog, sounding English words that everyone hates. Viscous. Pustule. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's the way that these words... Fester. Are, oh, that's one. That are pronounced. Right. Does lumpy make you uncomfortable? No. You no. know what word always makes... And you know what's on the list? You know what I love to say it because it's fun? Panties. Really? Did anyone mention yeah. phlegm? Yep. Phlegm's oh, in there. Oh, yeah. phlegm is... Phlegm's top ten. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Clear that phlegm. That's disgusting. Slurp. Oh, slurp is in there. Yeah. Uh, dripping. Okay. But now, but you come through dripping. Well, Style yeah. wise. Well, yeah. That's from yeah from the <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Not, nobody's there's going drip and then there's dripping. dripping yeah. Gurgle. Got drip. Different. Gurgle Different. is in there. Smear. Mm. What What about girth? No, it didn't make the cut. Curd did. Curd is... But di- cheese curds. Curds are disgusting. Again, by itself, but throw cheese on it, it's fantastic. All right, else. let's get one more in here. Marcus, and then we're going to talk to Abe. He's coming up tonight. Marcus, man, what's the word that makes you uncomfortable? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. Hey, this one cracks me up, though, man. I coach uh, youth basketball, man, and I'm a coach, but a lot of some of the older parents say courch. Courch? Courch. And what's the context? They call it, that's a, a funny way of saying coach. coach. You put the R in there. Corch. 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 Oh, Corch. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, Marcus. So that, hey, was a, that was a thing between Randy McMichael yeah. and Nate McMillan. That's what he used to call him. Every coach time McMillan. Him. Yep. He used to say that. Yep. And, coach. And Nate, well, how would Nate respond? We believe didn't play or, defense. Believe it or not, Carl, he chuckled. Uh, I believe in it. Yeah. Because Nate had a, he had a sense of humor. Guy says, uh, Mike, use your word. I, I always makes Carl uncomfortable. Splooge. <laughs> this is true. That is one of them. <laughs> hey, by the way, you guys kept it. You kept it uh, yeah. above board today. That's, good, that's man. good. Hey, Abe, what do you got coming up, man? He is in tonight. Uh, full show, by the way. Full three tonight. We're up till ten. You bet. All no, right. uh, no discharge though, right? <laughs> These are all just dirty adjacent <laughs> words. It's not. We're not fooling anyone. It doesn't stop. Uh, what do you got coming up, brother? Yeah, I, I think there's something to be learned by the other team's candidate pool beyond the idea of mm-hmm. they're not talking to Bill Belichick. We'll get into that, too. But what else can we learn from who they're talking to? All, All right. right. Abe's got you covered. I like it. Stay right there. 7 o'clock. He'll take things over tomorrow. We are back at it. We'll tell you who's coming up on the show. Be here at 2. Let's get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bell are wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9. Oh. The game. We're going to talk to our buddy Josh Kendall, get an update. Falcons, he covers the Falcons for ESPN tomorrow. Tyler Sullivan from CBS will talk some NFL playoffs, AFC, NFC Championship. Grant McCauley's going to stop by, guys. Yeah, we'll talk about the Hall of Fame vote with Grant and the countdown to spring training tomorrow as well. Plenty more on the Falcons. Make sure you're here at two. Hey, uh, Big O, great job as always behind the glass. Our engineer and our executive producer, Turtle. Abe's on the way. Mike Bell, we got to get out of here, man. Clear your throat. Hey, man, tweeted this earlier. Follow us, by the way. Put them up, c Dukes. I'm Mike Bell, ATL. Drink our Hey Man Ale. Please. Buy it at your favorite package store and watermelon lime. It's delicious. Hey, man, uh, pro referees. These are the dudes that referee MLS matches. 
Well, these knuckleheads have got the balls to go out on strike if they don't get their demands in the <laughs> CBA in place by January 31st. Now, for those who don't follow soccer, now. if you think that the umpires are terrible and there's about six or seven that really need to go, and uh, referees, we know a couple too, MLS referees are the absolute hot garbage of professional sports. You can't take MLS seriously at times because of how poorly it is officiated. I would tell these pro guys, screw you, we'll call up some college and high school refs, and no one will tell the difference. No one's ever going to do it. Kobe came close. And last night we saw two players have amazing games, and they didn't get close. Will Chamberlain's 100-point game is a milestone and a record that will never be touched. Kobe's in a special category. Rest his soul. But Joel Embiid put up 70 last night. A 70-burger. And it looked easy, but he still had 30 points to go to get to Wilt. Let's just realize some of these records in sports are never going to be touched. Hey, if you love the show. You tell your friends. If you don't. Rich McKay is blocking you from getting your next job. Moist. 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 Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 